Hey everyone, welcome to Let's All Geek Out. We're your hosts, Julian. Chris. Mia. This week on Geek, we're talking Tokyo Game Show and Next Gen, so stick around. Hey everybody, so welcome back to Let's All Geek Out. This is episode seven, so we've officially made it six episodes farther than I thought we were going to, so uh, that's always a plus. (laughs) Time to celebrate. And just like every good movie trilogy that's gone on too long, I guess it's time to just uh, reboot. (laughs) So uh, just a couple of things I want to touch on real quick before we get into the show. Uh, First off, uh, Chris and Mia, great job holding down the fort while I was gone last week. Uh, I got to actually listen to the podcast as... um, as an actual listener, not knowing what was ha- was coming and not listening to it from the editing standpoint. Uh, and it was great, right? I was in, I was engaged the whole time. Aww. I mean, I, I haven't even watched the damn movie and I'm like, shit, I need to go watch it. Even though realistically, I know I probably won't enjoy it like Snow White. <laughs> it's very cute. You have to watch it. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, you guys did a great job on that. So kudos to you. Um but with our episodes and stuff, you know, since episode one, we've always been kind of trying to find our groove. Um, and we've kind of gone through the gamut a little bit, right? We talked Bigfoot. We talked video games. We've talked uh, Disney, superheroes, and all this. Uh, and, you know, kind of meeting together as a group the last week, we've decided to focus more on uh, the gaming and streaming aspect of stuff. So uh, consider this episode, like I said, to be uh, a rebirth in sense of, of the podcast as we're going to be more gaming focused and everything from here. Uh, with that, we're going to, you know, look into streaming. Obviously Chris already streams now on Twitch at Vanispheres. Uh, Terry, our editor streams at Wolfheart gaming. Um, we're, we're already kind of in that aspect, but we're, we're going to try to move more that way. So keep an eye on the social media and everything like that for um, our schedules as we kind of go along and flesh it out. <clears throat> with that, um, you know, as we've gone through a little bit, you know, Ken made it probably three, three and a half episodes or so. Uh, and then he decided to part ways with us. So, um, you know, Ken, I don't know if you listen to the show or not, but, you know, no hard feelings and everything like that. Hope everything's well with you. You know, feel free to reach out to us anytime. Yep. With that said, you know, uh, we got exciting things coming in the last couple of weeks. We've been kind of kicking around the idea of a fourth and everything like that. Uh, and we have brought in an uh, interim host right now, uh, whose name is Kyle. So Kyle, say hi. Hi, I'm Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Uh-uh. Don't over, don't yes and this. Uh-uh. <laughs> so yeah, so Kyle will be will be filling in for you know at least an episode or two. We'll, we'll kind of get the groove and get going where we're at. So um, with that being said, uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we really get into the guts of everything? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been friends with Julian for quite a long time. Um, as far as my credentials to be on the show, I'm pretty much a, a huge Nintendo fanboy. Um, anything retro video games, I have a stupidly large collection of consoles and I go out of my way to uh, to make them look as good as I can on my TV. Um, and I'm pretty much just an all around techie. So <laughs> the said credentials, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he got in through the back door. So knowing me for so long. <laughs> yeah. Got to pull strings where I can. 
it finally paid off, right? <laughs> <laughs> After third or how, how long have we know each other? Been, uh, a, a long time. I actually I almost said uh, thirty years. That is not right. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> uh, I actually, you know, met Kyle when we were uh, sophomores. He moved to my hometown uh and he got sat right next to me in the study skills class where it's real quiet and you gotta do homework and we just kind of hit it off in there and we've hung out and, and talked ever since so it's like pass notes kind of like just like write something on a piece of paper and hold it up and be like hey do you see this oh <laughs> we were adorable yes do you like me check yes no or maybe <laughs> i'm gonna circle both the boxes <laughs> I was always confused. Never got a clear answer before he moved. <laughs> it's high school. Yeah. Hey, you know how it goes. So yeah, I've, uh, I've known Kyle for uh, quite a long time. And so I figured with the direction we're going and everything like that, it would be good to uh, bring him in. So we could kind of, uh, you know, fit in our little bubble that we're trying to do here. So anyways, uh, with, with all that being said, uh, we'll get, go ahead and get started with the show. So Chris, what's been up? Quite a bit, actually. So today I tried something that I, I, you may have seen this on YouTube a few times if you have watched a lot of like the food challenges and stuff, but there, there's a world's hottest chocolate bar that goes for like 20 bucks pop. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen these? Uh, I seen the picture you sent the other day in the group chat. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, there's a product out there called the world's hottest chocolate bar. Each individual piece is about the size of like an M&M's mini but is around 9 million Scoville units, which is like 9,000 jalapenos worth of spice. Oh, nice. <laughs> and the reason I picked it up was I, uh, I'm a manager at, uh, where I work at, and I do uh, an icebreaker at the start of every one of our meetings. And I asked the question of what's the spicy thing you ever ate? And one of my employees had mentioned that she had tried the world's hottest chocolate bar. And just hearing that was enough for, for me to say, I'm going to try it out too. <laughs> and ordered it on Amazon. It shows up, and I just thought it'd just be something fun to do uh, with uh, with my team. Um, like I know if you've ever worked at places before, where they'll do like, oh, you know, the boss gets a pie in the face, or you know, they have to shave their head or something like that. Well, I've already shaved my head, and it'd be weird <laughs> if I stuck a pie in my own face. So, <laughs> How do you work at a fun place? <laughs> it's weird, right? I know. I, I think about my rules. boss. I think about my boss and it's just like, well, hurry up and get to work. <laughs> there's, no, yeah. there's no pies. There's no nothing like that, man. What are you clocking on? Uh. <laughs> um, so I tried it out uh, today. It's kind of like a, you know, this also was the four month anniversary at my job and was just like, you know, thank you guys very much. It's been an awesome four months. I was trying really hard to think of a way to like tie in the spiciness with saying thank you. I, I wasn't fucking clever enough for that. So like, here's just something stupid I'm going to do. And I, I think I do what a lot of people do when you first bite into something spicy and you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then the, oh my God, <laughs> hit so hard. It was, I like, I tried. I genuinely tried to see how long I could go before I had to succumb to drinking milk and eating ice cream. And it was about two and a half minutes. It's about as long as I could go before. It just hurt. And it hurt <laughs> so bad. What an interesting meeting. Were you just standing there dry heaving in front of these people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how, like my face turned like like really blood red too. And there was me just kind of like 
like leaning back and forth on my chair, just trying to process it too. And I tried to take my mind off of what was going on. And I talked about <laughs> an email that just went through and it's like, Oh my, Oh, so-and-so responded back. I was like, that's cool. Oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> you know, no. About about those TPS reports, guys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing builds bonds quite like watching their manager like burn to death from the inside out. <laughs> exactly. It was so bad. Um, you know, so that's, what, that, that's what you get, you motherfucker, from that email he sent me the other day. <laughs> Write me <laughs> up, bro. It was self-inflicted too. I did all of that to myself, um, <laughs> but it, it was funny. So it, it, the, the heat lasted for about 15 minutes um, and it took me two uh, like <laughs> individual cups of, of ice cream and milk to just kind of abate it to the point where I was like, okay, I can see clearly again because I totally got tunnel vision. Um, <laughs> like my sinuses were just absolutely cleared up too. It was, whew, it was rough. And then after that, I showed uh, my team uh, two clips from my most recent Twitch stream uh, when I was playing Star Wars Squadrons because I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to play Star Wars Squadrons with a VR headset, and it's incredible. It's absolutely phenomenal. So I took a, a, a clip of me like turning on the VR uh, setup and be able to look around an X-Wing like oh, I'm wow. in the cockpit. Oh, that's so cool. And like I have to warn people too, like if you watch that clip, like you have to turn the volume way down because it's me just screaming like a child. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Like, Cause you can, you can look around and you can just, you can see like the, uh, like where the blasters are set up on the sides of the X wing. And it was just such a phenomenal experience. And then uh, the second clip of the first time going into light speed in VR and same thing, it's just me being super giddy throughout the whole time. <laughs> um, it was a, just an amazing, amazing experience. So, um, next week's uh, episode, we will be talking about. Uh, I'll give you a much more in-depth kind of uh, like review of Star Wars Squadrons. Um, but for right now, though, I'm I'm a super huge fan of that. Um, so yeah, uh, did that between work, uh, did some streaming too. I ch- checked out my new lighting setup. Uh, so yeah, played some uh, some more Spellbreak, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, and uh, just before recording, got to play uh, Super Mario Brothers 35. Which uh, Kyle, I know you've been playing that too. Yes, and I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's super fucking fun. <laughs> you, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, I don't know if you guys watch Portlandia. Um, I do. I do. But there's that skit on Portlandia where they're just like, put a bird on it. I was <laughs> I just thinking of that in my head. Right <laughs> if you said Portlandia, it's the first yeah. thing that came to mind. I, I just think about that with Mario, right? They're like, ooh, fighting game, put Mario on it. Just put a Mario on it. <laughs> Oh man! It's almost more of like put a battle royale on it because I have Tetris and I got Mario. You know, Kirby is next somehow. Oh, they got that Kirby Fighters game. Totally did. Yeah, they just released that this week. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. uh, Yeah, I was watching uh, you stream that a little bit, and uh, happened to see you get that number one. You got your first uh, first victory. That was pretty awesome, man. I did my first victory in a battle royale ever. (laughs) <laughs> on stream it's recorded everyone can go check it out <laughs> you have picking it up two witnesses too me and kyle yeah. both saw it <laughs> no take backs nobody can deny that it didn't happen yep what i like about this game a lot too is that you are of course going against other people but you're really going up against yourself more than anything else it's just mm-hmm. more of an endurance test see how long can you not fuck up yeah as other people's progress like makes it harder for you it's still like 
how well are you at handling the course? And, and, I, and I think that's great. I do. I, I agree. Yeah. And if you have a fire flower, like set up, like, a, like the difficulty scale just drops considerably. Well, it's almost like you kind of need to because you're you're facing down like 40 Goombas and a couple Koopas and everything like that. You got to John Wick your way through that somehow. <laughs> like, yep. You know, the fireball is the equivalent of the handguns in John Wick, man. You were just yes. launching them left and right. Headshot, headshot, headshot. <laughs> Feels that way. Yeah. It's very satisfied just to like <laughs> go down a whole line of like monsters. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, but th- that's been a big part of that. And, uh, Catch, I'm finally caught up on the boys too, which is really exciting. I'm really ready really to watch it. Oh so man, I've been I've been watching it uh, the last couple of weeks. I got caught up on it. And, oh, this second season's so good, man. First second's good. Yeah, the the second season is just what made the first one so great. They just doubled down on it, man. I mean, like yeah. I'm invested story wise. I'm invested content wise, and I don't think there's been one episode that I've been like, eh. You know, like it's been a consistent wild ride the whole time. <laughs> As, I really rec- recommend to you, if you've not done so already, read the comic books too, because the comic books get real dark too. And it, it does say, uh, take a few different twists versus uh, what you're seeing on the show too. Yeah, I, uh, I started reading the comics online. Uh, I, I just got to burn through them. I, I think there's like 80 something issues, right? It's Something's not like, like terribly long. Uh, I was kind of reading the Wikipedia the other day, though, and I, I started from the bottom, so I know, I guess, the end. <laughs> Crazy ending. <laughs> I I am a sucker for that stuff. I am always like, you know what? I'm just going to read what happens. Like, I don't care. I, if I spoil something for myself, it just makes me like it that much more. See, I'm the exact opposite on that. And then you and I will talk about something like, la, 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 la. Nope, don't want to see a trailer. I want to go in completely blind. And you're like, oh, my gosh, the trailer had this in it. Like, no. <laughs> I I hate it because like uh, at this moment Kyle's the only person that I know that like also reads manga, and I have to be real careful about like did you read the least latest episode of uh, or latest chapter of Dragon Ball Super? Did you read that? Nope. And I gotta wait like two weeks for it. My Hero Academia. I'm like three seasons ahead of the show and this guy decided he's going to wait <laughs> so i can't talk to him about what's happening now for the foreseeable future <laughs> i'll let you in a little secret here julian i do that on purpose <laughs> i know you do motherfucker. <laughs> have you read the issue of a uh, super oh no i haven't i'll get to it as soon as i can oh my tablet's not charged i can't read it oh, <laughs> oh i'm going on a trip i guess oh something always comes up on purpose Oh, that was it. That's the, that's the end of my story. So, uh, Mia, what about you? Well, this week was quite interesting. Um, I baked a cake, which was lovely. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Julian loves baking. I do. <laughs> I've baked bread before. <laughs> I still yep. need to bake bread. I've never done that. It's an interesting that's experience. That. It's the kneading part that I don't... that doesn't appeal to me at all so when i baked the cake instead of icing it or frosting or whatever you know i i made a caramel sauce like a toffee caramel sauce that i poured over the top which is absolutely delicious i just don't think the the combination of the cake and the the toffee really works it's almost it almost feels like you're having cake with toffee so but i want to try the shortbread (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a tough um, one <laughs> it's delicious don't get me wrong 
it's absolutely delicious, but um, I think I want to try the shortbread with the toffee on top. So I'm going to be doing that next week. And then what I also did this week is I binge watched or not really binge watched because the season ending only aired on Thursday that I still need to watch is um, Raised by Wolves. I heard of that. I wanted to see that. Is it good? Oh my goodness. I hate sci-fi. I don't hate let me rephrase that. I'm not a fan of sci-fi, um, especially, Better. you know, because they sometimes they tend to go a bit whack, like um, like science and the laws of physics doesn't apply anymore. So that kind of sci-fi I'm not really a fan of. And I, I mean, I wasn't going to watch the season. It's just because my husband was watching it and then I just happened to hang around and then I got totally into it. And it is, it is good. It is really good. And the thing is that you don't know what's going to happen. And there's lots of intricate storylines that are just intertwined in this whole thing. And it's good. I like the way it's filmed. I like the colors of it. I like the quote unquote music because it's not really music. It's just sort of like that whole, that like, you know? (laughs) <laughs> it, sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Could you do, could you do that again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. So yeah, I I I recommend it. It's um, it looks like season two is going ahead. Oh, and it was filmed in Cape Town. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's um, it's quite nice because every now and then in the background you can sort of see a mountain that looks familiar and stuff. And even in the credits day. They thanked um, the Department of Trade and Industry in South Africa as well. So I was like, oh, this is funny. like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme who's pointing at the TV when you see something you recognize. Like, that yeah. is. <laughs> I know that mountain. <laughs> but apparently they, they're filming quite a lot of stuff down in Cape Town because I think the Kissing Booth was filmed down there as well. Um, and my cousin did mention something else, but it's pretty awesome. That's really cool. Um, have you seen, I know you say you're not a big fan of, of sci-fi and stuff, but have you seen The Expanse by chance? I've seen like one or two episodes and I know sort of like about it. And, um, so that is my husband's favorite sci-fi. He thinks it is absolutely phenomenal. It's like the best one ever made because of the whole backstory and the people who's, um, you know, having different effects when, when it comes to, um, Oh, damn it now I'm complete blank well your husband's Mutant, not wrong. the apple dude <laughs> the, the the earth sucky um gravity <laughs> the, the, the sucky force of nature that sucks things you're the apple dude man <laughs> Einstein's you know sucky waves what, what are you talking about yeah no, <laughs> but no the um the like the expanse with all the history stuff and um yeah it's very well thought out. So this is sort of for him, like on the same level as the expanse. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. No, I definitely want to. It looked, it looked Uh, really interesting. (laughs) Well, that's all for me for this week. So Kyle, what did you do this week? Uh, This week I worked a lot. Um, (laughs) A lot, a lot. Uh, It's, it's not very video game related. But uh, it, it is a lot of computers, and so I've been on the computer for oh my gosh, uh, I don't know, maybe close to like fifty hours this week so far. Um, anyways, but it's off of that, um, I have been playing a little bit of Mario Thirty Five. 
uh, which is fun. And then Animal Crossing, because oh. the Halloween uh, update for you know in October and stuff like that um, hasn't really introduced a lot yet. It's one of those updates that I, I guess is going to like kind of roll out things over time throughout the month of October. But I'm a big spooky fan. Um, oh. All things spooky come to me. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so now I'm just growing a lot of pumpkins and my life sounds really boring. <laughs> <laughs> but like well, every that's... Animal Crossing player who's listening is going like, "Oh my god, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, I can only get one candy a day." Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's the cute thing about Animal Crossing is they really know how to make things cute. It is so adorable. So I mean, game, okay. yeah. So I mean, I could just imagine how adorable little jack o' lanterns and skeletons and all of that stuff would be in it. It is, it is, there is something very kind of whimsical about the game that is, for a game that sort of like, is a very watered down PG, yeah. dare I say, G version of like real life and everything like that. Like it's, it, 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 it's really relaxing to play. And yeah. I've come to kind of cherish that because I do spend so much time on the computer and everything. So my, all my hobbies are, you know, they involve a screen yeah. <laughs> of some sure. sort and stuff. So being able to just kind of sit and chill and, sort of just relax and catch a fish, get hit by a spider, <laughs> stung by bees, you know, that's a... Why yeah, go outside when I can do it here? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, safer. Yeah. But I have, I have been watching, uh, I just finished uh, uh, Cobra Kai. Um, I never so watched So good. It. It's oh, so good. Holy it's amazing. Shit. It's, it's so, it's so well written. The second season was amazing. It's, I just, I, it may, it's funny because like after watching that, I want like a Netflix version of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not like totally, not like Daredevil levels of violence, stuff like that, but that kind of that grittiness with like yeah. just the rival clans. I don't know why it could have been, I was a little high when I was watching it, but I just kept <laughs> thinking like, oh my God, like, the foot clan. this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted more of that. So I would actually like to see uh, like a, a Netflix series about the foot clan. Because oh, nobody totally. ever really talks about it, yeah. yeah. Um, but the yeah. Uh, or the original Ninja Turtles, like it was based on. I mean, the comic books were dark. I mean, mm-hmm. Shredder dies at the end of the, uh, the original comics, and it's heavy. It's a heavy fucking uh, comic book. It's one of the reasons so, why the, the first uh, live action film was is so great is because it uh, like really it captures like that grittiness while still being kind of silly and everything too. Like it's like oh, this is yeah. I would love to see more of that. Yeah. No more vanilla ice. No go ninja. Go ninja. Go. Okay. So, okay, so that's always going to be there. Yeah. So real funny story about that particular movie. The first time I saw that movie, I was I was really little. I wanted to be a pizza delivery guy after seeing that movie. <laughs> you want to be Kino? Yes. I absolutely. I wanted to deliver pizzas just in case I ever met the Ninja Turtles. Oh, I yeah. for years, anytime I would get asked. What I wanted to be when I grew up, it was a pizza delivery guy. There are several <laughs> documents, I call them documents, they're like school projects and stuff from like elementary school and like sixth grade, seventh grade and everything like that, where like I had to like talk about what I wanted to do when I grew up and I would just write about being a pizza delivery guy <laughs> where I could meet Ninja Turtles. Your, um, your, teacher's, knows. <laughs> your teacher's probably thinking this guy is going places, man. 
Yeah, going nowhere. What's his? What is his home life like? Are his parents together? Are they? Do they fight a lot? Why does his kid love pizza and turtles so much? Why is Why is pizza his happy place? Like, don't you want to be a vet so you can learn about turtles? Like, no, those turtles don't know karate. Exactly. Uh, So yeah, I watched uh, Cobra Kai. It's really good. It'll make you want to be a guy who lost a karate tournament, which defined the rest of your life. And then you're just now rebuilding it, everything at like 45. So, okay. So my one big peeve about this, not to make this like a, a Cobra Kai review episode or anything <laughs> like that, but my big peeve about it was just the lack of communication. There's so much miscommunication that happens. Like if you guys just sat and talked to each other, which there are instances of that. And when, when that happens, it's like, ah, oh, great, cool. You guys are finally talking, but it bugs me to no end when just like the main characters, when they're like, you know, in opposition of each other, just don't talk. Yeah. Like, if you guys just talk, you'd figure so much out, but then there wouldn't be a show. So I get it. Right. Uh, it it would have been like a, uh, like a one hour special. We're like, you know what? You're right. I was kind of a jerk and I should not have like that. Uh, crane kick was an illegal move. It should have gone to you. I'm so sorry. Sure would, man. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, but it is very good. And I will it not is, talk yeah. about it anymore. No. <laughs> So that's, uh, that's pretty much all that's been going on with me. Uh, what, what about you, Julian? Oh, it's been a week, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I went up to that cabin over the weekend last weekend. so why I wasn't on the uh, podcast. Uh, had, had a good time, did some fishing, right? I, I haven't fished in like 15 years. So it was quite the experience, right? We went out on this little pontoon boat, went out to the lake, and I thought, you know, from backpacking and watching my friends and stuff, I was like, I should be pretty decent at fishing, right? And nothing fantastic, you know, but not going to be on the cover of bass bass fishing, but you know, <laughs> and uh, that's not a real magazine. Oh, man, I know. I, need, I thought I was going to be on the cover. You guys could get it with just subscription, but I guess not. <laughs> uh, so we went out there Saturday morning um, and we went on the lake and, you know, I had some high hopes and stuff. This is going to fill it out. And we get on the boat. My father-in-law ties off the little lure on the, on the fishing line and stuff. And, and I'm like, this is it. I'm going to do it. And I throw <laughs> my cast and I just did not understand the concept of a fishing pole. <laughs> and it just, it just, just, the spooled oh, out no. everywhere this fucking string everywhere i can't reel it back in because it's in knots and i'm like i don't know what the fuck i just did how embarrassing <laughs> oh i know that's that's not the end of it right <laughs> so he's over there you know doing uh my son's lure and i'm just like i don't know what to do so i tell him I'm like hey can you fix this and he looks at he's like oh we need to cut it and restart i'm like oh shit okay <laughs> so we cut it restart and then he he goes over the concept with me again i get a couple casts out which are like two feet in front of me <laughs> fucking world record i know for distance but <laughs> try to hold it back a little bit uh and i'm like okay i'm getting the hang of this getting the hang of this and then i'm like talking to my son and i throw it and i spool it out again oh no <laughs> Oh my god man i was like this uh, this is the most embarrassing thing i've ever done in my life <laughs> and i can't escape because i'm on a fucking boat there's <laughs> <laughs> nowhere to go <laughs> set the pole down for swimming away <laughs> brb drowning myself <laughs> but uh it was a uh, you know it was it was quite the learning experience i ended up doing that a total of three times uh, didn't catch anything except for three mosquito bites and a sunburn. Oh, yikes. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good time. 
uh, aside from that, this week I have just been kind of relaxing, you know, getting getting in the groove of this whole rebirth of the podcast and just kind of talking to people and uh, watching a lot of, you know, your guys' streams. Uh, it's been real interesting. I haven't watched the streams in a while, right? But it's fun just to talk in the chat. Um, and just just watching the streams, kind of playing Tony Hawk. I 100%ed the first tour, so which would be the original Tony Hawk game. And nice. I, I'm about 90% in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. So uh, I could say I'm a pro skater at this point, right? Very nice. <laughs> I've been doing that, playing a little bit of, of my Switch. We bought the Jack Party Box over the weekend, so we've been playing uh, some trivia games and stuff. It's been it's been a pretty pretty fun little week. Uh, I did download this game on my phone, uh, Geshin Impact. I'm not 100 oh, no. sure. Yeah, everybody's talking about Geshin Impact. I'm yeah. literally as we're talking right now, I'm installing it on my PC. Oh, are you? I just installed it on my PS4. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is everywhere. I think we found a game that we can all play together. Oh, there you go. So I didn't know it was on anything other than mobile, right? But when I was watching uh, Chris's exciting stream earlier, uh, I hopped off and I was, it has the recommended channels on Twitch. And I seen uh, Pokimane or Man or whatever. I don't know what the hell her name is. Uh, <laughs> and and, and but she was on and she was playing that. And I was like, well, let me see what this game is about. And so I clicked it. Uh, she's just as annoying as I figured she was going to be, but yeah, it's a different story. <laughs> uh, but I was watching the gameplay and I was like, this is, looks fucking great. Right. So then I was like, well, I'll finish downloading it on my phone. But now that you told me that I'm going to just do the, uh, remote play on my PlayStation and download it right now. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and so next week expect at some point in the show, we will all have some kind of initial review of Genshin Impact. It seems like we're all going to be playing it. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Uh, I've also picked up uh, playing Spellbreak. I know Chris was talking about it a lot you know, in the last couple weeks, and he's been streaming it and stuff, and so I figured, well, I'll try it out. Uh, got first place in my first match, which uh, after talking about it was probably a bunch of bots but whatever same thing <laughs> happened to me man i'm running around jumping like i'm playing freaking quake or tribes or something like that just like hopping all over the place and and everyone's just standing there just pew pewing at me like what is happening why are people bad at this but yeah, it's probably probably bots yeah. i'm like i don't even think i got hit but i didn't even think about the bot aspect of it i was just like fuck i'm good at this game already <laughs> uh and then the next game i hopped into i just got completely destroyed the first person that i ran into right so it's like oh okay well <laughs> steep learning curve there <laughs> oh so that's a person gotcha cool <laughs> oh okay so that's what it's like playing this with real people <laughs> it sticks out doesn't it yeah yeah so uh i've been playing a little bit of that I play some more today uh when you get actual people it's great it's a good it's a good time uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I'll try to get a little good at it and stuff. And as we start doing the streaming and stuff, you know, maybe we'll hop into it, hop into Rocket League and Destiny 2 and whatever, you know. But um, no, I, I enjoyed it. But aside from that, it's, it's been just a busy week in terms of thinking about this and making sure everything's good to go for tonight. But uh, with that, it's about all that came up last week. So we'll go ahead and hop into our actual topic for the week, which would have been uh, Tokyo Game Show. So if for those of you that don't know, Tokyo Game Show is an annual uh, gaming conference, essentially like the E3 of Japan. Um, and it was held this year, uh, September 23rd through the 27th 
Uh, so it just finished a couple days ago. So, I mean, with the way everything is right now, you know, with the COVID and, and everything going online or being canceled and stuff like that, I didn't expect much from it. Uh, and, and then with the new next-gen console releases, I kind of expected to see a little bit more next-gen stuff. But uh, there was, I mean, there was some cool stuff. Have you guys looked at the information that's on there to kind of see anything kind of stand out to you guys? Gigabash. Sorry. Gigabash, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen that yet because every like website that I've gone to that has like a roundup of the news for Tokyo Game Show, right? It's all catered to different stuff. I've hit some JRPG yeah. websites that are like, check out this skimpy outfit for near it's coming out and i'm like right. what the fuck is this <laughs> i think ign might be one of the better sites for for that this time around um just because it kind of just like highlights i think you sent a link out about it and stuff and and but yeah i mean i mean for me i didn't i didn't really see anything that other than gigabash because <laughs> i'm a big uh what is it uh destroy all monsters was that a, that gamecube godzilla brawling game yeah, this, yeah. this is i remember that yeah. yeah that's what this game is except it's like just all sentai giant monsters and awesome stuff um but as far as for, as far as everything else goes it's is either stuff that i kind of saw and like oh, i thought looked cool but i'm not really jumping into like any next gen stuff right away and so i'm just kind of like yes yeah, oh, cool Tokyo game show Neat. awesome <laughs> this is fine yeah it's fine hey something right there, I mean, there's been a lot of big reveals all over, like coming out just with playstation and xbox and stuff lately anyways and so eh, didn't expect a whole lot yeah yeah i didn't expect it it's, it's kind of like the i said it's a double whammy of like the covid stuff and also like the the calm before the storm of the next gen stuff right it's a weird I mean, year yeah it's, no, uh, 2020 it's just Oh, yeah, don't get me started. This this year is just one massive blur. And it's just so unnecessary. Uh-huh. I can't believe it's October already. <laughs> I know. Oh. Like, my neighbors across the street from my apartment have already put up the Christmas lights. I think they're just, uh, to, to paraphrase something I heard from Jessica Chobot, uh, is like, I'm just ready for this year to be fucking over. Yep. It's done. <laughs> Let's just wrap this shit up early. If we could wrap up the 2020 in like November, uh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> it's gonna be November for some people out there just fucking blowing the the horns and stuff for New Year. <laughs> yep, like let's just call it. Um, yeah, let's not get started on November. <laughs> it's gonna be a whole different thing, I'm oh sure. God, it's yeah, the, year, that's gonna... the rest of the year is gonna drag on. <laughs> <laughs> the last two months of 2020 are gonna be rough. <laughs> Real quick before we get back on the topic of the the Tokyo Game Show stuff, there is one thing I forgot to mention uh, during my what's been going on uh, is I signed up for this virtual run. I mean, that's like the fad this year. Right? I guess it kind of stays on topic with, with this whole COVID stuff. Uh, it's the fad this year. Right? It's this brewery in like Milwaukee that is doing a virtual run and you pick the mileage that you want to run in a month. And based on how far you hit your goal, uh, they will send you gear. So like a, a fancy pint glass, right? Like a, a sweater, a hat and all this stuff, coasters, you know, I, I like to go backpacking and hiking and all that stuff. So normally what ends up happening is like in February, I, we, we have our, our little meeting about like where we're going for backpacking. And then I try to have this like, quick rush to get in shape in six months <laughs> and i i don't want to do that this time so i signed up for this virtual run and i set my mileage 
at 100 miles for the month of uh, October, which equates to uh, a 5K a day. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Yes. So I have hit uh, 6.5 miles in the last two days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So how do we verify this? What, what so what what goes into that? I have an app. There's an app that's like a called Strava. So you can't just like you have to go on there and log uh, your time, and it tracks your distance. So you can't just go in there and bullshit and be like, "Hey, I did 50 miles today." No, you have to show them that you actually did it. <laughs> so uh, through the course of the month, expect to hear me update on that as I attempt to hit 100 miles. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's, it's well, gonna, <laughs> I my legs already hurt and it's day two. <laughs> yeah. Say add some push-ups and uh, add some squats and, and you got Saitama's uh fucking workout regime. Oh, I know, man. Right, <laughs> I'm I'm getting ready to go bald as as we speak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of push-ups, you know, just another nod to this. Chris on his Twitch has a system where you can cash in points and for 500 points, he will do 10 pushups. So everybody that's listening, go on there and watch his stream so we can stack it up and make him do a hundred pushups in a row. (laughs) I I set a cap on that. (laughs) I will only do 30 an hour to to prevent that exact thing from happening. That's not not being like me playing. Prevent you from getting jacked. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 13 an hour, that's no fun. We want to see you huffing and puffing and dry heaving and, you know. <laughs> Is that why people tune in my streams to see me miserable? <laughs> we want to see you eat the world's hottest chocolate and we want to see you do 100 push-ups in an hour. <laughs> 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 Same time. Oh, I still got to set that on my Twitch stream for too. Is uh, uh, I'm going to actually add that right now. I cashed in. Uh, 500 points earlier to get him to do 10 push-ups. Form was a little <laughs> questionable, but that's besides the point. But oh, wow, what a call out! <laughs> Community-wise, let's get it on. Everyone, go on there, watch his stream, and he is going to do a thousand push-ups <laughs> on a 24-hour stream. <laughs> that would be a really fun challenge, actually. And then we'll get you on a treadmill and you can just do the Saitama uh, exercise on, on stream. <laughs> just chatting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back to Tokyo Game Show. So a couple of the things that I saw, and you know, they're not like real big things, but they're still interesting. Is like the Dynasty Warriors 9 uh, comes out in 2021 uh, for PS5, Xbox Series X, and the last-gen consoles, and a Switch, surprisingly. Normally, the Switch kind of gets shafted in you know, third-party support, so uh, it, it's nice to see it coming on that. There's also um, a Dynasty Warriors coming to the mobile phone, or Android and iOS. Uh, I didn't. I only saw like a little trailer of that. It looked pretty cool, but uh, it's getting to that point now where like your phone right, can essentially play uh, like PS3 games. <laughs> Yeah, makes you think, okay? Yeah. Well, with the Xbox Game Pass, too, like, you can just play all your Xbox games on your phone, like, while you're on your commute, if you want to. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I I am waiting waiting for them to put out the beta where you can, um, you can play on whatever, like, the streaming aspect of it, so that I can try it like that, right? Be at work and kind of on lunch break, and I'm going to play some Halo 4, right? <laughs> 
Something like that. Uh, I'm I'm actually interested in. Uh, I've always been a PlayStation person, but I'm interested in just buying like an Xbox Series S just for the Game Pass aspect of it, right? I just I'll have my PlayStation Five to play uh, all the next gen games and everything that I love. But in between waiting for those like real hit big hitters for Sony, I'll probably end up picking up an Xbox so that I can just play the the little one two games and stuff that come out on the Game Pass. That's been the one uh, nice thing about like having a, a PC like mine, where it's just it plays everything at, at max settings too. Which also basically means not only do I have a PC, but I also now have an Xbox One Series X. Since everything that comes out that's exclusive to Xbox will be out on, on PC anyway, so yay! That saves me like five hundred bucks right there. Same, same. I don't have that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> the PC that I had before this was probably late PS3, early PS4 status. <laughs> Like I could play Overwatch at sixty frames, which was cool. And now, now I've switched to this laptop that I bought, which is great, you know. But it's I use it for indie games and stuff. Play like this War of Mine and all those like little one offs that I never played. Oh, that, God, what a depressing game! Oh, yeah, very, very, very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> great, everyone should play it, but kind of sad. <laughs> Aside from the Dynasty, or Dynasty Warriors Nine, uh, you know they also showed some gameplay for Hyrule Warriors. Which, uh, for those of you that's not in the know on that, that's essentially Dynasty Warriors with just Zelda skins. So a mod that you would expect to see on the PC. <laughs> it's still shut up and take my money though, because like Hyrule, this new one though is going to be like the Breath of the Wild prequel. So it's going to show how Ganon was able to take over Hyrule and corrupt the Divine Beasts, and you get to see the war. And I'm honestly really excited for this one. Like, I am not into Dynasty Warriors at all, but I had a lot of fun with Hyrule Warriors, and this sequel, like, it is very much just on my radar. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that too. Like, I I enjoyed that like revelation in Breath of the Wild, where it's like, hey, Ganon fucking won, kick the shit out of everybody, right? Like, that was a cool little aspect of, of Breath of the Wild. Um, and so to be able to kind of play it out like that, you know, I mean, you go into that game knowing it's not going to have a happy ending, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely smart of Nintendo to go that route. Cause like, I'll be honest, like Hyrule Warriors was kind of fun. I've never been into Dynasty Warriors franchise at all. And the only reason I played Hyrule Warriors is because it was, you know, Zelda themed, right? And stuff. And so when I heard of like Age of Calamity, you know, Hyrule Warriors <laughs> and stuff, I had zero interest. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. But then hearing that it's like a, you know a prequel to Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, ah, fine, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> and just the fact that you also get to see the uh, the original four uh, Guardians too, mm-hmm. like and, like play as them, and they have the, like some really fun like play styles. Like it's, I think it's a super smart move for it too. And I think even like that Dynasty Warriors kind of setup for it too, like works so well because again. Yeah, like when you play a Zelda game, that is very much an individual experience. Like you are Link, and this is his adventure. And the way it was set up in Breath of the Wild was that it was a war. And the Dynasty Warriors games, as flawed as they are, they really do give a good sense of scope and scale because you're fighting, you know, thousands of monsters at a time or uh, depending on which, like, what historical battle that you're going to be going through. Like, it does do a good job for, like, that kind of, like, er sense of urgency. So I think it's a good mix between the two. Yeah, it's like uh, you're either hitting the Moblins and stuff from Zelda or you're hitting uh, Chinese people up 50 feet in the air while you're doing combos. So <laughs> the bat- the battles are, are so fun in that game. But I remember playing it in, in uh, PS2 
Dynasty Warriors 3 and stuff and just doing these insane <laughs> combos with these guys flying 50 feet in the air and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how historically accurate these games are. <laughs> you read about that in, 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 in history class? I didn't, I didn't know that wars were fought where groups of 20 would just come and stand there while they just got decimated by a spear. <laughs> yeah, the Moblins killing hordes of them was hilarious in Hyrule Warriors. So. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I, I in, enjoyed playing the demo of that game. I've never played the full game. Uh, I'll probably pick up the uh, Hyrule Warriors, the Age of Calamity one, just for the Breath of the Wild tie-in. But uh, yeah, I've never played the first one. If you played the demo, you played every single other mission. Yeah. Like that is the its biggest flaw. It is incredibly repetitive. Just a nice rinse and repeat, right? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So that was another interesting little tidbit. I mean, a lot of people are excited about uh, being able to play as the Goron, right? And the Impas and stuff like that. They're, uh, is that the word I'm looking for? The water people? Uh, Zoras. Zoras? Zoras. Yeah, Zoras. Impa, I think, is one of them. <laughs> Impa is the name of, of a Zora, I believe. Yeah, okay. Or no, so, I think she's a Garuda, maybe. Mm, something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to be able to like play it as all those characters that... Uh, you you got the lore for in Breath of the Wild. They sacrifice themselves for this part of the war and stuff like that, and to be able to play with them will, will be kind of a neat, um, neat experience. Oh, and uh, she is actually one of the Sheikah. Mm, man, I was way off. Yeah. yeah, she's the one with the big old nose in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like everybody in Ocarina of Time actually had huge noses. <laughs> but it didn't matter. Sixty four. So and it was true. Zelda. Everybody's everybody just had one triangle <laughs> on their face. <laughs> Still waiting for that to come onto the Switch. One of these days, Nintendo, if you're listening, make it happen. They are right? listening, right? We have a hundred and thirty thirty-four listens on this podcast. We are second behind Joe Rogan. So obviously right. somebody at Nintendo's listening and they are making it happen right now. <laughs> I have a really good idea to pitch to them. It's Monaco meets Wario and Waluigi. It's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, when I was younger, you know, after Final Fantasy VII came out, I spent years and years talking about how I wanted to play a Final Fantasy VII uh, where you could freely switch between the characters and they all had individual play styles. And then when I saw the gameplay trailer of the remake, I was like, son of a bitch, they were listening to me the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, so one of the last things that kind of came out of there was this off-the-wall thing I did not expect at all, the Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, uh, that Netflix series. We're getting one. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It it reminds me of those CGI movies that came out uh, a couple years back, Damnation and what is the other one called? There's a few of them actually. Degeneration yeah. or something, or yeah, maybe I'm thinking of wrestling. Yeah, Degeneration. Yeah, and uh, yep, got that one. <laughs> plus one, <laughs> which I enjoyed those movies, right? Because the live action movies are just fucking shit. <laughs> They are their own loosely inspired, I guess, kind of thing, right? They're fun, but they're they are what they are. It emphasis emphasis on loosely. <laughs> I remember watching that scene. I think in Resident Evil 
four, maybe five, where uh, Mila Jovovich just slides underneath the um, the monster's legs in the shower and just starts shooting him with the double handguns and stuff. And I was just like, what? It, what even is this movie anymore? <laughs> like, <sighs> you know what needs to happen now? That same company actually needs to not make movies anymore because some terrible stuff happened on the set of the, like the last movie, I guess. But that same kind of like crappy sort of like in a good way, kind of like action stuff needs to be put into a Bayonetta movie. Cause I think that would fit so perfectly. Yeah. There was totally a Bayonetta. Uh, they made an anime uh, adaptation of the first uh, game. It was, it was pretty decent. Honestly, I liked it. I liked the uh, devil may cry anime. They had that came with uh, devil may cry Four special edition. I think it's on Netflix now. It was like a nice six episode uh, anime. It was great, man. Was that the one where like Dante was like really into strawberry Sundays? Yes. Yes. It, pretty oh, much every episode. I hated that because of that. I was like, why is Dante so into this? This is so weird. It's just like an anime trope, right? Like He's got to have one yeah. thing that he's got to have. <laughs> he had a shtick for pizza and strippers <laughs> and, uh, and alcohol. And strawberry Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Combine all those together. Yep. I don't, and speaking of that, though, too, I mean, they did uh, release a trailer for the Devil May Cry Five Special Edition, where they did have uh, Virgil content now, which I I love Devil May Cry. I adore that franchise, and I'm still one of the people like I apparently I'm in the minority for this who really liked uh, the DMC reboot uh, edition too. Like I loved it. I loved loved that game. Um, so the fact that they're uh, uh, going to be expanding on uh, DMC Five with uh, with the Virgil content. And because of the story stuff too, like more V content too, like I'm all for that. I was really, really excited to see that. There's somebody out there who's excited for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never played any of the Devil May Cry games. I, I've heard that like, you know, that there is, it's a great franchise. And I just, I just, I've never picked up like any, any of the games to give them a try. I loved them. I love the DMC series. Um, it would be, the only one that I really genuinely did not like was part two um one was amazing uh three was uh absolutely phenomenal four four i think got it's fine overall it's still a lot of fun it's kind of like a pizza even when it's bad it's still good um <laughs> five for me was just absolutely just outstanding um like so so well done so the fact that like we're getting more definitely cry uh just absolutely is just like ah i enjoyed four a lot i mean <laughs> it was it was different with uh nero than yeah. Dante, but it was still a cool experience, right? Like the whole uh, him being kind of like this outcast and all of a sudden finding this power and stuff and uh, just getting all cocky with it. It was it was great. I have the Devil May Cry collection uh, on the PS4, and I like you're saying, I absolutely love one. I can never get through two. <laughs> like I try all the time, and I've played some of three. I haven't beat three, but uh, it, they're, they're such fun games. They are, yeah. Um, my only problem that I really had with four was that you're going in one direction with Nero, and then once you become Dante, you're just going basically in reverse again uh, through most of the game. Um, that was yeah. my, that was really my, my my biggest complaint was just that it's just you're basically playing the same game twice with a with a few like uh, differences, but it's still fairly. I, I still consider that to be like a design flaw overall with the game, but overall though, I still had a lot of fun. No, yeah, me too. I thought I thought it was good. I mean, I went back and played it uh, again a couple of years ago, and and had just as much fun with it as I did the first time I played it. You know, in terms of the Resident Evil, I think it's supposed to come out early twenty twenty one. So uh, it'll be interesting to see 
uh, what comes out of that. Maybe once that series comes out, you know, Netflix kind of puts everything out all at once. Uh, we can all binge it together, right? And then just kind of have an episode where we talk about um, about that series. Yep. Well, with Resident Evil, um, they have um, sort of two things going on at once. So they have the village that they are releasing next year. And I saw a trailer for that, and it looks pretty amazing, like the world that you are in. Uh, I saw like the designers and stuff discussing this world that they've built for this game. And it's some remote village, um, the look of and feel of it is like a remote village that you would have in your mind that's set in like some mountainous region in like Russia. It is so cute because they've de- designed it around uh, like folklore stories. So um, it's so pretty to see the introduction to the story and the world. Uh, they have like a storybook type of design that explains to you um, this. Um, what do they call it again? Um, ugh, it's not a myth. It's not legend. It's sort of just sort of like a fo- like a fairy tale that um, like a cautionary tale. Like a fable. Yes, yeah. And it looks really, really pretty. Um, and you can obviously, it's open, not open world, but you can basically walk around everywhere and they want you to use stuff that is in the world to incorporate in the gameplay. So it looks really, really nice. So in it, in the main objective of this is the storyline that uh, they've introduced. And the thing is that just when it comes to horror games, um, I feel sort of like a lot of stuff has already been done. So they really tried to get the horror and the, the scary side of it really back into the gameplay. So, and the thing is just, that I think people are so, um, what's the word? Not out of touch, but when you've basically been desensitized to like horror games, it's, it's like oversaturated. Yeah. 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 We, if the storyline isn't very gripping, you can't rely on the scary part of it because I think, you know, most people are used to scary games anyway. Well, if you look at the Resident Evil series, uh, like just over the last three, I would say, uh, you know, five was kind of like the cusp, right? Like four was just this masterpiece mm-hmm. of of like what you would want from the series. And then five kind of started taking a shit on it. <laughs> uh, five kind of <laughs> em- emphasized on that co-op aspect of it that didn't quite work out. Right. Uh, and then six was just a complete clusterfuck of the story. Uh, yeah. Just, it just completely yeah. ruined everything. And it was just gross. Yeah. It was, it was. Yeah. And it was gross. It wasn't scary. Yeah, It was just, it was a shitty game all around. I remember beating it and being like, that was it. Like, what the fuck did I just play? Uh, <laughs> and then they came out with that spin off the uh, Ra- Operation Raccoon City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I've, I enjoyed that game. A little, I, I enjoyed that game for what it was, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, I have a funny story about that actually, right? I had a PS3 and I think I told this story a couple of weeks back, but I'm, I'm not hundred percent at a PS3 and I was playing operation raccoon city. Uh, and my <laughs> PS3 decided to do the yellow light of death, uh, in the middle of me playing that game. And I couldn't get the disc out to go trade it in at GameStop because I was done <laughs> playing it. So I had to, uh, break my PlayStation three apart and disassemble the, <laughs> the disc drive to get the game out. So I could get the $20 of GameStop credit. <laughs> oh, wow. My yeah. That, wow. That's yeah. how bad that game was. 
Yeah, th- th- that's why I remember it. It made me beat my PlayStation to death. <laughs> uh, but you know, after after six and and Operation Raccoon City, you know, there was kind of like this lull and and Resident Evil stuff, and that was when the movies were kind of tapering off with their whatever the fuck they became, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and then they came out with Resident Evil 7. It's essentially set in the continuity of the storyline, but it's essentially a fresh reboot, right? First person first person view uh, relies more on that tension kind of stuff that you see in Amnesia and Outlast and all that stuff. Um, and it was a great like change from what you're used to. There's not really any zombies, right? You're just kind of getting harassed by some Hills Have Eyes fucking family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember playing that. I haven't played it in VR. I bet you it's fucking great in VR. But uh, I remember playing that and just getting in those boss fights where I'm fighting the dad in the basement and and in some like weird cage and I can't get around him and just just being on the edge of my seat and getting those feelings that I had back in like Resident Evil Two, right? Like uh, that kind of stuff. But it seems like Eight or Village, whatever you want to call it. Uh, seems to just take what was great about seven and just kind of doubles down on it, right? Brings back some of those characters that you feel didn't quite get the ending you wanted them to, uh, and 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 kind of incorporates them back, like showing Chris Redfield in the trailer and all that. I'm sure at some point, you know, Leon or somebody will make an appearance in it. But uh, I'm excited for where they're going in terms of of rebooting the series as a whole. Yeah. So the the one thing I'm really liking what they're doing with Resident Evil Eight Village is they're kind of like they've taken such a huge departure from like the virus sort of mentality of like from the original Resident Evil games where it was about the T virus, the G virus, the something virus, whatever the hell Wesker was, <laughs> all that weirdness. Stars. Stars. Yeah. Nemesis <laughs> and all that. And it seems to be like because like what you were saying, uh, Mia, where they're taking more of an explore exploration sort of like take or perception with this one. Uh, it almost looks like you're going for more like a monster kind of feel for it because like the creatures that they've shown in the trailers look i think they're going for more like a werewolf kind of look for it this time yeah more old school than you know more like the the stuff that you find in myths and myths and legends so not really you know stuff that um like you said are deformed or gross because of some mutation right, like, because of and some it seems to go more for like a folk fairy tale like cult almost too so I'm kind of curious to see the direction they're kind of, they're going to be taking the village. Yeah, you know, one of those werewolves is going to grow sixteen arms and four heads, <laughs> right? <laughs> Boom! Just bust out, just fucking completely break out of his skin. There it is. This is Resident Evil. Surprise! It is. It's Wesker, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it'll thankfully have very large targets that will indicate where its weak points are. Absolutely. Like giant red pus filled whatever. So yeah. Just to to go back to six real quick, that was the worst character send off I've ever fucking seen in a game. Like I don't know if you guys have ever beat six, but you like no nope. beat Wesker like uh you know, kinda like on the rooftop of some building, and then it cuts to this like volcano <laughs> and Wesker's in the volcano and you fight him as Chris Redfield and then at the end of it you escape on the helicopter and you shoot like a fucking rocket at Wesker and it just blows up and he falls into the volcano. Just some like Terminator two <laughs> kind of like thumbs up shit. You know what I mean? I was like, that is yeah. for the buildup between all the resident evils and like code Veronica and all that shit to send him off in such a shitty way. <laughs> so bad, man. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it was like just out of a movie. I mean, 
It just sounded like it'd be right in the movie, right? You yeah. see Mila Jovovich shooting the rocket. <laughs> exactly. I tried streaming Resident Evil 6, and it was such a clusterfuck of a game between all the quick time events and the weird health bar system for it and the partner thing. Everything was just, it did not feel like a Resident Evil. Like, I am not into survival horror games at all. But I, I understand and respect the tropes that you have to use for it. And this was just not survival horror. This is barely even an action game. It was more just a movie where everyone saw you hit X. <laughs> is that is that the one that was the old lady that was like half spider? Which one was that? Mm, yes, I think I think so. Seven was the one where it had the uh, the old lady who would just like who turned into like a giant yes, monster. Yes, yeah, where it was like this family in this decrepit house and it was all just like dirty and disgusting and gross shit. So that, that's why I said it was it was more gross than scary. Let me uh, let me instantly correct myself here. The ending that I was referring to, uh, I looked it up on YouTube and that's actually the ending of Resident Evil 5. Oh. <laughs> so yes, that is the point where it just kind of jumped the shark in terms of quality. <laughs> I haven't finished one since four. Oh, good, good stay there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I replayed yeah. It so many times. Yeah, five was the one where you like punched a rock into Wesker. <laughs> Resident Evil that took place during the day. It was weird. Yeah, it was. It was a bizarre game. What giant bright light is that in the sky? I I bet you playing that game or watching the stream of that Mia got excited though because that is also based in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, overall, you know, I'm excited for Resident Evil Eight and see what they're gonna do. I'm excited to see uh, that kind of horror game on the mm-hmm. next gen um, to see what they're really capable of. I mean, I'm interested in that with the haptic controls and stuff of the PlayStation five controller, like to see how they're really going to take advantage of that stuff going into the next gen. Right. Like I know in the PlayStation four controller, right. It's a, it's a heartbeat every once in a while, a little bit of a shake. Right. But how is it really going to change, uh, you know, going into the next generation? Does the PlayStation five controller have a speaker on it? Mm-hmm. Done Xbox all the way. No, I'm just kidding. But I hate that. Like in the PlayStation 4, when I'm playing a game and somebody like radios me in the game, it'll like yell at me through my fucking controller. <laughs> and it gets me every time. And it's, yeah. I have been playing, uh, uh, I just finished it not too long ago, that Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, the controller. You know, every time you would do the guiding wind or whatever to take you to a location, you would just hear that <laughs> come out of the controller, and it would drive me freaking crazy, dude. Because I'd be playing with the damn TV muted, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like wake the baby up, and I'm like, God damn it, man! I can't even play this game in peace. It is, it is so dumb. I'm just, I don't think it's. I mean, with with that said, maybe maybe you know, next gen games can can make it a, a bit better, but I I don't think it's somebody out there knows a game where they it like uses the speaker in the PlayStation 4 controller like you know masterfully and everything mm. point in that direction cuz I would love to see that yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned it's terrible all I can ever think of in terms of that speaker is just annoying like tutorials right yeah. 
press X to jump. I'm like, okay, fuck. I can read the screen, yeah. man. <laughs> Some like noise notification when he, yeah. It's, At first though, like you know, you think about the first year or two of the PlayStation 4, right? Like that was a novelty. So it's like, oh, this is fucking cool, right? Like I hear fucking gunshots and shit that come out of a controller. But then you're like five, six years into the cycle of the console, you're just like Mm, yeah, let me just turn that motherfucker off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need it. <laughs> it's not like rumble controls. Like with the first time, like I plugged in the rumble pack in the Nintendo 64 and played Star Fox. I was like, oh, you know, like lost my shit over that and everything. And I never got tired of, of, of the rumble controls. I I thought it was cool the first time my PlayStation controller talked to me. <laughs> but then I just wanted it to shut the hell up. Like, but, then, but then it didn't shut up. It just kept yeah. talking. <laughs> Like stop trying to like smother it with a pillow, and it's yeah, it's, it's the same thing with like that touchpad on the PlayStation Four controller. Like it was a cool concept, and there were some games at the beginning that used it real well. But the like giant button with touch ability. <laughs> but as it but as it went along, like it wasn't as responsive. It might have just been my controller, right? But I swear to God, I would swipe right, and it would swipe up because I'm not quite hitting it from the right angle, right? <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and people would try to map, like, multiple things to, you know, that, and it, it was just kind of messy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in, in terms of that, so, I mean, that's all we really have for the Tokyo Game Show stuff, but I did want to touch mm-hmm. base on, like, the next-gen uh stuff because we're about a month away a little bit over a month away so uh what are you guys kind of looking forward to with that i mean talking about the controllers i'm in the nostalgia point right or like the excited point for the stuff they're going to do with the playstation 5 controller uh i've seen a lot of stuff with that death loop game uh and it was saying when your gun jams right your haptic uh trigger locks up and you have to kind of tap it repeatedly to unlock the gun um, I'm interested in stuff like that, right? Obviously, in a, a year or two from now, <laughs> I'm going to be a goddamn stupid controller. <laughs> <laughs> but like initially, like I'm excited for that stuff. I've never bought the PlayStation headsets, but I'm curious, you know, about buying one maybe for the PlayStation Five because of the 3D audio aspect uh, and just kind of seeing how that really affects stuff. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so some of the stuff I've seen for the consoles is great. I mean, the, look at the PlayStation Five new news this week was saying that uh it actually clocks out read speed higher than they anticipated uh now it's looking at the ssd is reading about 20 gigs a second so i mean that's just insane to think of man <laughs> it sounds like like a hectic tiktok uh yeah with this whole <laughs> review of, of the, the ps5 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i was just, i was just thinking to like it we're kind of in a weird place where I don't know, like me personally, I don't think like maybe it's because of just, you know, all the COVID stuff and just the kind of the insanity that's been going on and everything. Like, I don't feel like next gen is really all that exciting. Like it's oh, cool new consoles, but I'm not as excited as I, I like maybe would have been like a year ago before everything kind of happened. Like Chris brought up a really good point about, you know, not needing an Xbox because he has a PC. It's like at this point, I think so many people have, you know, you know, these, these worthy PCs you know, that can handle a lot of these, you know, these cross-platform games and stuff. It's like, why would I need the consoles? At this point, you're just kind of like going for the exclusives and that's like, it. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, I mean, I that, that is, yeah, it's kind of like n- none of these have changed the way I play games since the Nintendo switch. And 
with that said, it's like, well, I'm kind of sitting on my computer all the time anyways, and I got a PlayStation 4. Um, games still come out for that. Still got games yeah. to play. Like, I don't feel that there's a huge push for me to get anything, especially if, like, didn't Xbox, they said something about, um, like, games that come out, like, the first year games that come out on, there's not, or there's not going to be any new Xbox, like, exclusives that won't be on Xbox One. I think I heard something like that. Yeah. The launch titles overall between the two consoles are fairly meh. Mm-hmm. So for the PlayStation 5, it's Spider-Man Miles Morales and maybe the little big planet platformer. That's a huge stretch for me. I, I'll get it because I'm already getting the PS5. Like, I guess it's like might as well have two games for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really is for me. Like I picked up a PS5. I was telling this to Julian at one point. It was really more for the thrill of the hunt then it really was like, I need a P- PS5. That was it. Like, if I didn't get one at launch, this is the first real generation where an Xbox and a PlayStation are coming out. And it's cool that they are, but at the same time, it's like, I got a lot of shit on my PC I, I still need to go through. And like I said, like, because of my PC, I already have an Xbox One Series X, or Xbox, exa- I can't get the fucking name right. The <laughs> Xbox Series X, I already have one technically then. Mm-hmm. So there's not a huge sense of urgency to get that one. The PlayStation 5, like I said, I, I, I'm interested to see that new Spider-Man, and I'm excited that Final Fantasy 16 is coming out for it, but... Yeah, that does look really cool. It does. Like, I'm... Kyle, you'll learn about me over time. It's like, I'm a huge Final Fantasy geek. Like, I adore the franchise, so the fact they're releasing a, a new main installment is a huge deal for me, but it also is coming out on PC, too, so it's like, okay, I'll just... <laughs> PC edition. I was just going to say that seeing that and seeing like in really small print like uh, also on pc yeah honestly if sony had even said like we're gonna start releasing more stuff because horizon zero dawn did really well on steam like we're gonna start releasing more of our old exclusives on there i wouldn't even have bought this one like i would just wait for uh the pc edition for everything yeah sony uh threw a big old fit about the final fantasy 16 uh and i forgot what the other game was uh having that font on there that says only on p or coming also to the pc because they didn't they didn't want that cat to be out of the bag yet. So if you go back and look at the trailer for like Final Fantasy 16 and stuff, uh, that's all removed. And they they put out a statement like within a couple hours that said, at this time we have no plans to, to put it on any other uh, system except for the PlayStation Five. Yeah, there's still gonna be PC version. Like there there's no way that's not going to. But yeah, I, I'm excited for it too. Like I. The only thing that I would get kind of nervous about would be like when they released Final Fantasy 15, like the Royal Edition on on Steam, there was no collector's edition. And I'm somebody who does collect all of the collector's editions for franchises that I really enjoy. Like I have the the Witcher collector's edition. I was really trying to find a cyberpunk one. I couldn't find one. But I have the all of the Final Fantasy 14 uh, expansions. I have those collector's editions. I have the 15 one too that came with the Noctis statue or the Play Arts Kai's uh, figure. Oh, nice. yeah, like I have a I have a ton of play archives for Final Fantasy. So if they do release it on PC, if it comes out later, then I'm concerned that they wouldn't do like what they did with 15, where they would have the really really nice collector's edition. So essentially, I'd have to buy the game twice just to play it once, almost basically. Kind of sucks. Like sometimes if it, if a game does come out multi platform, <laughs> sometimes uh, like some companies are really good about making sure that there's a lot of collector editions for the PC. Like Ubisoft does a really really good job with it, but some. Some folks just, like, uh, CD Projekt Red, I think, kind of dropped the ball with the PC collector's editions. Um, 
when they first announced Cyberpunk and they announced that collector's edition, it was very easy to find an Xbox or a PlayStation version of that, like within reason. But finding a PC one was absolutely a needle in the haystack. It yeah. drove me fucking nuts to the point now where I, I can't get it. And I really like that statue, but I, I didn't want to buy the same game twice just so I could have the collector's edition with that statue and all the cool extras and then get the version for, so that way I could play the game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm thinking of all the like <laughs> all the the pointless collector's editions I've purchased like throughout the years. I think that about wraps things up for this week's episode. Please join us next week as we talk about Star Wars Squadrons and Star Wars games. If you like what you hear, share this podcast with your friends. Come hang out with us on social media. All the links are posted in the show notes. We're your hosts, Chris. Julian. Mia. And Kyle. And as always, stay safe. Stay sane and geek out.